time to talk to our next guest, Kempe. Yes, that's right. One New Zealand CEO, Jason Paris, continues to make headlines after claiming the Warriors have been treated unfairly following their defeat to the Panthers on Saturday night. The NRL, they've strongly defended their position, the referees, and are taking accusations of a clear bias against the New Zealanders very, very seriously. Well, the NRL, um, we've got Henry Perinara who's been there, he's done that against uh, all the odds and uh, become a referee in the NRL. He's on the line with us this morning. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us this morning, Henry. Morena, how are you? Kempi, how you doing, mate? Yeah, mate, I'm very, I'm very, very good. Hens, it's uh, it's nice to talk to you, mate. Thanks for thanks for joining me and Izzy on the breakfast show this morning. Um, mate, what do you make of all this stuff from, from uh, I guess, Graham Annesley and Jason Paris, the, the CEO of, of One New Zealand, uh, that's come out over the last couple of days? Mate, when you um, yeah, it's a it's a tricky one because um, I, I think every referee goes in knowing you're you know, you're not going to be liked with any decision you make, and that's a that's a difficulty uh, of the job for a start. But when you actually start to question the integrity of a referee, when you actually turn around and say they're bi- there's a bias, or they're actually cheating, then um, you know that, that there's a line in the sand that you draw. Um, it, referees go out knowing that. Every single decision they make, there's going to be somebody that's not happy with it, regardless if it's um, if it's correct or not. But when you actually start to question the integrity of referees, then that's where the problem is. The recurring theme, Henry, it's Izzy here, mate, appreciate your call, seems to be lack of consistency on calls. Do you think that's that's valid? Um, well, <laughs> coming from someone that used to watch, him, watch games all the time and, and it was my job to literally be across every game uh being retired now i don't watch every game so i probably can't comment on in terms of consistency but um there's yeah it's it's a real tricky one um and and the problem is when fans watch the game they only watch the game through their eye their team's eyes um a a perfect example like i um, like good friends with uh, Monty, and uh, we were talking about you know the bull, the, the Warriors' great win against the Bull Bulldogs, I think it was, and um, the last try that uh, Sean Johnson cut through was amazing. It was great. I happened to watch a bit of that game, but I actually thought it was no try because I thought Adam Fanua Blake um, took out Reed Marnie right at the end, and it was super close. Um, but that's the thing with rugby league. Rugby league's so opinionated and it's so subjective, and everybody's got an opinion. And then when you start bringing in um, feelings and, 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 you know, that tribalism and that rugby league has, um, that's when, you know, comments can get made and, and people start making their opinions based on what they do. But I think that's a tricky thing with referees is, um, you know, their, their job there is to be completely impartial and you know, see it how they see it. Hey, Hens, like you've been there and done that, um, got the T-shirt at the refereeing stakes and played for your country also, so you know the um, the performance and the high-performance arena. Do you think that the referees are becoming robotic in the decision-making, especially being told to police cer- certain areas and potentially missing uh, other areas of the game? Mate, I think the game's become that way, Kempi. Um, if you if you ever look at the way the game's being played now, it's very structured. It's not like it was twenty plus years ago when when Stokes was running around and just killing it. Like he was just doing amazing things and it was all off the cuff. But that's the that's the way the game was played. And and whereas today the game is so structured, 
And and that's the tricky thing because I think, as you just said about it, you want consistency and everybody is, try, is crying out for consistency. But that's the byproduct of the game. And the, big, the, biggest, um, the biggest thing with referees and the hardest thing with referees is they see things in real time. Um, obviously not including the bunker here, but they see things in real time and, um, and they're adjudicated on slow-mo. So everyone's got a 60-plus inch TV at home with ultra-high def and <laughs> they see everything to, you know, in, the clearest, in the clearest vision possible, but referees are, are being made to try to adjudicate something that's really that's fast and, and that's in real time. And that's where it gets tricky, but it's um, yeah, it's definitely a tricky job. And my hats off to them. Henry Ricardo here, mate. Um, in European football, they use VAR, um, and that means the calls are ultimately made by the man in the middle because what would be the bunker refers him to a monitor sideline. Do you think if the bunker worked that way in rugby league, you would have more consistency because two different referees can have two different opinions, have two different opinions, interpret the same piece of action differently? No, you're exactly right. But the problem is that's real stop-start. And rugby league's a game that's built on speed and pace. Um, so we, you know, we, we've continually brought in rules in the last five to ten years to speed the game up. Like, you know, the six-again rule, speed the game up. Um, two referees, supposedly, you know, to speed the game up. If you're going to bring a VAR rule where they do it, and NFL do it as well, um, the, pr- the problem there is is that you're going to have to you're going to have a lot of stop start, and then instead of games going for nearly ninety to two hours, over you know, including half time and whatnot, you're going to be going into two and a half hours, you know, sometimes because there's just some games that, whether you like it or not, I've been in the bunker where you've had games and I had ten video ref checks, and those games dragged on. So if you're going to do a, a VAR process where you're going to pause it and then the guy's going to have to go over to the sideline. It's going to, you know, the, the game's going to go on even longer. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm hearing you. Definitely hearing you. But I understand there's a case uh, for both. And I'm hearing what you're saying too, too Ricardo. We need to make it better because sometimes they go to the bunker and the guy's not even there at the stadium and they're making the decision. There's no game feel, game game awareness. And it's and it's sometimes, sometimes the calls, they, they puzzle you. But I want to ask you, Henry, about uh, accountability. We, we've talked about the show, like as a player, as a coach, Every win or lose, play good, play poorly, you got to front. you got to front and you got to have these conversations. Do you feel like that's the way the referees should be going? Should they front media, press conferences, and, and be out there and, and, and answer the questions? Uh, perfect. Look, to be perfectly honest, Izzy, uh, probably no way out of the world, mate. Um, mm. and, the re- and the reason why is because every single, like, referees will make over 300 decisions a game. But everyone, like, you could go through and you could referee a game and be perfect for, for 78 minutes, 79 minutes, and make one mistake. And ultimately, that mistake, you know, it could cost a team or it, it could decide a game. And everyone would only go on about that one mistake. In As a player, of, I've done that and I've felt that. <laughs> and I've been ripped the streets yeah, too. No, it, yeah. You know, it's pass and pass all of it. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. But the the problem the problem with refereeing, the um, fronting media with refereeing is, it is only you're only you're literally on a hiding to nothing. And you know, I I, I just don't think like there's no like what do people want from that? Like, what are you getting from it? Do you want them to say, yeah, man, we got it wrong, or 
you know, they they don't want that. You want more, and I, you know, I just don't think um, I just don't think it's plausible. Yeah, Hens, I want you to go back and have a listen to that answer again because what what is he's trying to um, articulate is that everyone has to step up and is accountable. You know, so players get accountable. They get dropped. They get they get asked the questions. I, talk, I, I just mentioned it about Anthony Griffiths with his coaching at the moment. He's going to lose his job, whether it's this week or next week. Um, he's scrutinised heavily uh, for decisions that he's making. There might be selections. Referees for for a lot of people, and this is around consistency, seem to be um, given the benefit of the doubt more so than a player, a coach, or in this case. Um, Jason Paris, who's made a call, and he's come out and clarified that. He said he's he's used the wrong words. He means more around consistency of decisions. Why, and you know this, why isn't the bunker or a referee, given the fact that it's not just one set of eyes, you've got 12 cameras there, when they do get one decision wrong, um, and we all get one decision wrong, cost, it costs blokes positions and jobs, aren't allowed to be held um, accountable for in a public in a public. Um, place like the like coaches like uh, CEOs and and like players. No, but they are. But I, I don't I don't understand how you think that they're not accountable, Kempi. So, like, I'll give you like a personal experience. I was on my last bunker game. I was like, I was on the um, the Izzy and no, not Izzy. Sorry, uh, Latrell and Joey Manu. When Joey Manu got shoulder charged by Latrell. That's right. Oh, yeah. Right. You remember that game? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I was in the bunker for that. Right. Um. I. It was the 60th minute of the game. I said Sinbin in the bunker, and it was happening really fast. It was like it was really quick. I was like, oh, you know, you literally got about 10 seconds to make that decision. And um, you know, anyway, made the decision. I was Sinbin. I was effectively wrong, and I should I should have sent him off, and absolutely acknowledge that. Should have sent him off. I did every game that year in the bunker. That was the year I retired because of my heart. I did every game in the bunker, like big games. I did the Anzac game, uh, Anzac Day games. I did all three Origins, right? Mm. That was my last bunker game, and that was round 24. So I didn't do any other bunker game since then from there. So I didn't do any semifinals um, or nothing like that. So to turn around and say that they're not accountable, I, I don't agree with that comment. That just because that they're not accountable in the front eye and and whatnot doesn't mean that they're not accountable they these guys work harder like harder more harder than any player and the reason why is because they have to do a lot of the stuff on their own whereas when you go to a club everything's done for you and i've been in that environment but with the referees you know they like they pack their own lunches for the games you can turn i don't know what it's like when you turn up to an nrl game everything's literally laid out there you want a parade you want a different color you go and the club's got it there for you you know, not to take away anything what they do, but I just don't think I just don't agree with the comment that you say that they're not they're not accountable because they absolutely are. So, I, so there's two things here I want to ask you, Hens. One, effectively, were you fired? That's that's what you're basically saying. And the second the second thing, and this is a question I was going to lead into um, as well, is how come the NRL ain't putting the resources behind it from a pathway position? Because you're a New Zealand referee, you know we haven't got any in the competition at the moment. Um, and and especially if you're going to go to a game and you've got to pack your own lunch, no, that's ridiculous. Seriously, um, why aren't the resources going there in that in that uh, in that area? So, two questions: Were you effectively fired, and how come you ain't getting the resources? 
No, I wasn't fired, but I was stood down because it was a big mistake. It was an absolutely big mistake. And I'd obviously retired at the beginning of that year. Um, and I saw an op- not an opportunity. I, I, I had a look at things and I was like, okay, well, now is the time for me to step away from footy. Um, on a personal note, I started seeing footy as a job, mm. um, probably at the back end, and obviously not being on field probably contributed to that. Um, and I always said, um, if I don't love what I do, um, you know, I'm going to walk away. And that's why, that's one of the reasons I, they actually, the NRL wanted me to go on to the coaching staff, but it was me that walked away and I'm very grateful and very happy. Like I won't say a single bad thing about any of my experience across 22 plus years of a, um, you know, being involved as a player and as a referee, I'm super grateful and super lucky to rugby league. Um, mm. And I'll always continue to sue, you know, support the game. Yeah. You're, um, you're an but ex- in terms of, yep. you know, Oh, sorry, mate. You no, go. no, keep going. Oh, but no, mate. In terms of um, in terms of resources around around referees, um, what like I guess the question is, why would you like? The big thing is is how do you get referees, especially in New Zealand? Like, I, I go and watch my like I, I'm living back here now, and um, like I go, I go and watch my nephews and and what's and whatnot play. There's there's um. There's parents refereeing, but there's parents refereeing. Like, you're not going to put a kid out there because they're just getting abused, and it's under teens or under twelves. Like, mm. you know, like it's got to start right from the grassroots, and like we've got to be fully. We need to be educated about it. Um, I know Auckland Rugby League is trying to do some great things, you know, to try and um, improve the the game as a whole. But it, you know, in terms of bringing like every sport across the world would be short on referees. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. And it's a, is it a resource thing? Yeah, it could be. But, you know, if, if we can get referees in, in every sport, if rugby, soccer, I guarantee you every single sport across New Zealand will be crying out for referees. Hey, Hens, thanks, thanks a lot for coming on this morning and answering the hard questions. Cheers, mate. Um, it's been bloody awesome, no, sure, actually, to talk to you about that and have someone who's who's actually sat in the bunker and uh, give some explanations around some of the uh, the hard questions and and what they've had to put up with. Uh, mate, you go well. Um, we'll get you in here, mate. We didn't. I didn't know you were living in New Zealand. We'll get you in here. We'll have a we'll have a bit of a <laughs> mate, conversation. I don't know if he on, wants to come in now, Kempi. I'm running it straight. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. Don't worry. Hens knows me. So uh, good to, good to hear from you, brother. And, we'll t- and uh, you take care. Thanks for joining us and Kempi for breakfast this morning. Uh, Cheers, Henry. Thanks, boys. Look after yourself. Yeah, you too, Henry Perinara. Very good. Like, <laughs> mate, he's, he's, he fronted up. You know, those are yeah, it's good. Those are questions and some uh, some really hard questions that you've got to answer. I, just, I can see where he's coming from when he's not going to he's not going to bag out yeah, the organisation that that of course he's going to say that. Of course yeah. he's going to do that. Look, uh, look, we've all had fantastic games where everything's come off, and then we've made a mistake. It's cost us a game, and we've been ripped out. Like that shouldn't be the reason why you don't front media. That's all I'm saying. Like you, you just. You just got to front it, and I've played well. I've fronted it, post it. I've played poorly. They do protect me for uh, for post match, but then during that week, there's got to, there's windows of of opportunity where you got to, windows where you've got to go front the media, and without like, the media are, are obviously our friends, but they are our foes as well, and it's just part and parcel of sport. And look, I just I couldn't take that as an answer. No, you play bad. You play you play well. You just got to front. That's right. And we've both been there. Both. 
players and as a coach. I know I can tell you what, I feel sorry for Anthony Griffiths. That's why I mentioned it this morning. You know, he doesn't he doesn't deserve what he's being put through at the moment. But it's professionalism and it's your part of your job. You have to take it. I did, I did see uh, the Rugby League Mole tweet before that uh, West Dragons game, not naming any names here, but whoever loses to the West Tigers, if anybody loses to the West Tigers this weekend, they're losing their job. And I'm like, well, you know, that might be true, but there's only one team playing, so you didn't have to name any names there, Molly. But yeah, I mean, uh, Hook's been on the hook since preseason, and he's still there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, I guess, an, an old question, isn't it? Is like, this ain't new. Yeah. People, have, people are just saying, well, I just think people are getting this consistent consistency message wrong. You know, and that text of that scene, and why don't you put together a set of comparable, um, consistent calls which are inconsistent? You know, that's that's what we're talking. That's yep. what's frustrating people. Mm. Absolutely love it. Appreciate your messages coming through. We'll get to those shortly. There's a couple of passionate ones there on the text machine. I'll tell you one thing. I wouldn't be a coach and I wouldn't be a ref, so good luck to them. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. In our tyre phone line, call Izzy and Kempi anytime. 0800 150 811. And remember, Kenna Tyre is making...